Welcome to Orion Valley. Hello, I'm Josh Wall, and frankly, I love movies. We're breaking the rules this week as Brian Power joins me to talk about our favorite television show, but also the standalone movie that followed. That's right, we're talking about Breaking Bad as a series and the film El Camino on Netflix. We're breaking the rules on this episode. Very long-awaited discussion between my friend Brian and I. Uh, probably the biggest Breaking Bad fan that I know. Uh, and obviously it's fitting because just a little over a month ago, El Camino dropped on Netflix. So before we talk about that, I feel like everything that needs to be said about Breaking Bad maybe has already been said, but it's worth reiterating. Uh, tell me what, like, why you chose to talk about this. Oh, well... You have already stated that you think that I am the biggest Breaking Bad fan. Um, I I don't know. I feel like I feel like Breaking Bad invites super fandom just from its sheer uh, focus as a creative piece of media. Um, I mean, I, I did dress for the occasion today. I'm dressed yeah. in um, a Los Poyos Hermano shirt and a Breaking Bad sweatshirt, but uh, they can't see that, so I had to I had to, uh, I had to bring that up. Um, but no, so I wanted to talk about Breaking Bad because. Um, a lot has been said about Breaking Bad, but I feel that the reason people keep coming back to it is there will always be more to be said about Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Even I think El Camino is even uh, a testament to that because even Vince Gilligan had more to say about Breaking yeah. Bad, uh-huh. so he wanted to make a whole a whole movie. For he keeps it. coming back to it, and obviously like Better Call Saul and yes. this, like he which I, I you're caught up on, right? Or you no, I haven't seen the newest season. Okay, cool. I yeah. So okay, no, yeah. I, there's there's some stuff I can talk about there because mm-hmm. I'm I'm rewatching Better Call Saul now as we mm-hmm. as we speak. Well, not like not yeah. not, no, not right now. now. It's not on in the background. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just over overall before getting into any of the details, I think Breaking Bad. A lot of the times when people ask me what my favorite film is, like I'm a film major, I want to go into film. I will literally say Breaking Bad. I think <laughs> I think it's such a comprehensive piece of like perfect. Just uh, I just the whole thing I think ties together so well in all, everything that it does in its setting, in its characters, in its plot, its story arcs, its development, and how it all meshes together with phenomenal acting, incredible focus, great writing, and superb uh, directing. I think it it just really makes for uh, a, a boiling pot of perfection. <laughs> I think it, it, what was interesting about it is it was kind of the first show um, for me that was like it became a meme that everyone was watching it. Mm. Like like everyone would recommend Breaking Bad to you. Like yeah. everyone would say this and like shows would make fun of that. You know, like yeah. there's the Family Guy thing where it's like we now return to Brian Cranston sneezing. He sneezes <laughs> and just gets an Emmy. Um, I first saw it, I was a freshman in high school, which was right around the time when season four um we were or we were waiting for season five and i just decided on a whim to just watch it because i was like oh that sounds kind of yeah, cool it was and, on netflix yeah, yeah yeah and i just it was the first show or one of the first shows i remember just completely binging and not being able to like get away from uh and i like i, I finished season four and i just had to get onto season five and then i watched the second part of season five as it was airing and i felt like it was just like it was 
just part, like I felt part of something. Like I, this was yeah, it takes he, you into the world. Yeah, right? it, it's so inviting, and yet it's so it was unlike anything I had seen before. Yeah. Um, and like I, even like that's why people keep going back to it. I feel yeah. because like I mean I just rewatched a lot of it for El Camino, yeah. and there was so much that I had forgotten, and I forgot how the story builds upon it, yeah. and like. I don't you remember know. the big points, but you you forget how they get there. Yeah, you exactly. Everything that happens, like the structure of it, is so almost loose in a way because, like, yeah. I was telling you that, like, all of the events that happen literally from like season one. A lot of times with shows like this, they'll be like in between seasons, a big time break, and then the next big story yeah, plot. This whole the season one through four takes place in a year. Yeah, less than a year, and then like the only big time jump is when Walt goes. We haven't said spoilers yet. I, I think it's yeah, yeah. We're you. gonna yeah, we're gonna get into some some specifics. Yeah. But when Walt when Walt goes to like New Hampshire, like that's your that's your big time jump. But other than that, the entire series only takes place within two years because he mm-hmm. f- like first episode he's turning fifty, and then uh, he's turning fifty two on the day that he uh, visits the white supremacy compound, mm-hmm. um, which is just insane that they're able, like <laughs> yeah. just the whole everything that happens. Well, because it's like after that, like after yeah. Gus, it's like how do you top? The, well, that's why like yeah. the season five feels like an epilogue. Uh-huh. Um, and interestingly enough, you talked about how you you got to see the second half of season five, because it was broken up. You got to see that live. Um, I have quite the interesting story as to how I got into Breaking Bad. My parents were really into it. And I was, I was young. I was younger than you were. I was about two years younger than you were when the, when this finale was premiering. So they're like, they were really excited. They're like, do you want to come watch this with us? It's really cool. So I actually watched the finale live before seeing anything else of Breaking Bad, I don't, I don't, by your face, wow. I, don't, I don't think you knew this. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, um, and I was like, wow, this is awesome. And, and like, um, I think a couple months later, it wasn't immediate. I just started watching the show, and it wasn't even until I rewatched the finale that I had even realized that I had seen it or like remembered everything. Because as things were happening, I was like, "That's what that means, right? Gretchen and Elliot, right?" Like, um. And I think it's a testament to the show, the fact that, like, you can flip to the last page and read the last page and then go back. And it's I'm, like, still just unbelievably in love with this show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm the same same way. It's like um, going back and rewatching it. It was like I remembered pretty much all of season one and season two, like, very, very well. Season three was the point where I was the low point in the show for me. So I didn't remember, like, a lot from that. That's a low point for a lot of people, but yeah. it is It's still really so good. good. <laughs> like, it's still great. It was just, like, the point in my memory where I was like, I don't really remember what happens. And then, obviously, seasons four and five are just, like, perfect. Well, season one, you're obviously going to remember. Mm-hmm. Season two has Jane and the airplane crash. And Tuco. And Tuco, which are all super memorable. Tuco was actually supposed to be a, a villain for much longer, but he got... The actor got a position on a different show, so they wrote him off earlier. Um, and then season four has the entirety of Gus as a villain yeah. and face off, and then obviously season five and everything. So like season three is the only one where like doesn't have like yeah they have big moments. It's got um, the whole conflict with like the gang bangers and um, but I mean even even box cutter isn't till episode one of season four. Mm-hmm. Like, so like all of the conflict happens, but it really, it really is a, a setup season. It's a cool down from season two and it's a setup for season four, but a lot happens. It's really great. I always forget that Andrea shows up so early. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I was saying earlier that like, because of the compressed time, uh, the timeline and the way that Vince Gilligan does the drama and like, um, Everything feels like when an event happens, everything else that happens after it is a direct result of that happening. Yeah. It's not like 
a lot of the storylines aren't necessarily completely closed. They just continue on yeah. and grow. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so then uh, because of the Tuco thing, that's when Skylar starts to get the idea of Walt, uh, you know, having this other life. And then she gets involved mm-hmm. in the business right. and then meets with Saul. And then yeah. obviously like everything, like everything happens. Yeah. So it's like so Can well we talk planned. about Skylar for yeah, a second? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so first round through, and I think everyone was on the same, like a lot of people were on the same page. Everyone hated Skylar. Yeah. We sh- I should say this too. Yeah. So we're talking about Breaking Bad and then we're going to talk about El Camino, uh, the the movie that came out on Netflix where we wanted to do a, um, a kind of a precursor to it just to talk about our feelings in the show and then how the movie um, kind of came in and what we think it does for the show just to clarify for listeners but yes uh i have many thoughts on skylar <laughs> yes i know skylar is actually one of your favorite top three top three characters yeah, it's like it's it's mike jesse and skylar those are my yeah, three favorites i'd say well my favorite's definitely jesse mine's probably top three would be like jesse mike and either saul or gus mm-hmm. um uh but i think skylar is an incredible character and i think that she is so much more interesting and well developed than anyone gives her credit for. Oh yeah. Um, I will give. I will say that I think Vince has a little. Vince, we're on a first name. <laughs> I think Vince Gilligan has um, a little bit of difficulty writing female characters. I agree. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's fault of his own. I think he's just he's more comfortable writing male characters. Um, well, it's like it, it's the thing. It's like I I can look at Skylar and be like, she's an amazing character, um, and. And Anna Gunn does a lot for that. And she's amazing too. Yeah. But like, um, a lot of people say that, um, and myself included, Marie is the, is my least favorite character. Um, but But she's written, but she's written that way. That's the thing. Although I will. So I, a lot of people hated Skylar, but she is reacting in the most, I would argue the most grounded mm -hmm. response to everything that's happening. Everyone else, like has a little bit of creative liberties as to what's going on. Saul is over the top. Walt is like the basis for the show. So obviously he's going to act like arrogant and everything. Jesse's a caricature, but like comes to like the character art and everything like that. But Skylar is acting as just a human being. She's the, she's the, she's the level headed. Yeah, she is um, the, and I think she's the most real character. Like obviously Uh like Vince Gilligan creates some really interesting and inviting characters, but I think Skylar is like one of the, most real in this situation. I think what I really love about her is that um, she grows so much, but like everyone says she's annoying or like anything like that. I think when someone says that, it makes me think that they got caught up in like the first two seasons of Breaking Bad and she's different. And I don't necessarily think she's annoying, but that shows that they are fully on, for me, Walt's side. Like when someone says that, like you're rooting for Walt if you say that. So it's interesting because the first time through, I was rooting for Walt. Me too. Exactly. second time through, I hate Walt. No, he's the worst. Walt is the worst character. Oh, he sucks. Well, he's not the worst character. He's He's the worst person. Yeah, Yeah, he's like one of the best characters of all time, but he's just a horrible person. And I think once you realize that, you look at Skylar and you're like, wow, she's awesome. (laughs) Well, that's like kind of the bit of... um, one of the things I wanted to bring up was that this was kind of the first like age of the like show with the golden age of television on cable. Yeah. Because like beforehand we had a bunch of HBO shows and primetime stuff on Showtime, like Dexter and the Sopranos and the wire. And then this show comes along in 08 and it was readily available on AMC. Like yeah. anyone could watch it. Yeah. And it was this new level of drama that was hyper realistic and, um, very graphic. Yeah. Um, like we but, owe we owe The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, even though Game of Thrones wasn't like cable, but mm-hmm. like we owe these type of being able to sell these bigger yeah. productions because of Breaking Bad. Yeah, 
or even like you know shows like Justified on FX. That like yeah. we started entering, it was more readily available for even people to well, get. Yeah, like drama smaller like ones, this. like uh, like Ray Donovan or yeah. or Peaky Blinders. Like these are mm. these are and all the streaming age. Content. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but like what the one thing I noticed watching it this time is that that Skyler kind of brings in like the. It's, it's almost like the Sopranos in a way when like you have Tony Soprano, who's the mob boss, and then his wife, Carmela, is the level headedness. But she knows all about the inner yeah. workings of his, his mob yeah. dealings while the rest of his family doesn't. Here you need and this was like kind of the thing is like where the show is more about family and about marriage that she needs Skylar needs to know what Walt is doing for it to work. Yeah. It doesn't work. And, with- and also an added thing is someone who's not characterized a lot throughout the show, but is crucial to the relationship between Walt and Skylar is Walt Jr. Yeah. Because she will not go to the police because of Walt Jr. Uh-huh. She does not want to do that to him. And that's what kind of makes her a part of this without even realizing it almost. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to, I do want to get over to, uh, Hank and Marie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you mentioned Marie being the least favorite character. I agree. Um, I do think that even being written as annoying as she is, she is given good character arcs and like given a lot of development. Um, and rewatching when Hank gets paralyzed, like he's just a total prick to her. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's although, so down. But the thing is, is that through all of that, I love Hank and Marie. Oh, yeah. I too. hate Marie. I love Hank, but I absolutely love Hank and Marie together. Their relationship is, yeah, their relationship so is funny. They compliment each other. Well, like the one, my favorite Marie moment, like ever, is when, the, because it the shows, well, yeah, because it shows how, like, actually, that's her moment of being, like, okay, she actually knows her husband, like, really, yeah. really well. And she, because, yeah. like, when she goes in, she's like, okay, if you get hard, you you have to leave the yeah. hospital. She knows what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. You know? That's actually, that actually leads into um, something I really want to bring up before we get to. El Camino. I think this will actually be a good segue if we want to start talking at least a little bit. We got We can we can talk a little bit more about. Breaking okay, Bad cool. Day. I do want to bring this up now though. Mm-hmm. Um, Breaking Bad is funny. It Breaking is. Bad is really really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot. I, I'm sure you you can find a million video essays online and people talking about Breaking Bad. Um, I'm sure you'll find someone talking about how funny it is. But it is one of my favorite styles of writing uh-huh. that there is no inherent humor in what is happening but it is written so well that it is like real life where uh-huh. where like mundane and even fucked up shit is just funny because of the way people are talking to each yeah. other there was nothing inherently funny about you and I setting up a podcast like with microphones but every two seconds we would make a joke to each yeah. other and just laugh and Breaking Bad brings that in in, in a phenomenal way in just Incredible. I think that adds to like how like well paced the show is yes. just in general. Cause I mean, they, they narrow it down. It's on, you know, it's on cable. So they do like 45 minute episodes for um, 13 episodes a season. And um, each episode, except for the first season, except for the first yeah. season is six episodes, but they, um, they pack a lot of punch within that like kind of limited time span. Yeah. And the way that it's paced, that like okay we have like you know this many episodes to introduce this character this story plot and then where's this gonna go and then um but they have like actually some time to breathe and because but they also kind of acknowledge like there's self-realizing that the story in and of itself is fairly outlandish like it's kind of crazy when you think about it like this guy meets uh, like just out of the blue wants to make crystal meth and meets up with his former uh, student yeah. from school and they get involved in the biggest drug scandal in US history with a guy who runs a chicken uh, franchise <laughs> that's basically like Chick-fil-A yeah. and 
and then or, gets involved K- or with, KFC because they live at one yeah. point they're like if you if you uh, if he's got if he's eating KFC you're not gonna go try and arrest Colonel Sanders like that's a line <laughs> when when Hank says that he suspects Gus yeah and and then like but then they can just turn it and then it's so dark like especially with anything with Mike and that's again how great the writing is well, they know how well they know how to use subtext and yeah. really how to shift gears even, and make even listen. Mike. In scenes that are really intense. Well, first of all, Mike's granddaughter mm-hmm. um, adds a lot of depth to the character. That comes that comes in in Better Call Saul a lot oh, more. Yeah. I'm rewatching it right now. Wouldn't you want Mike as your grand grandfather? Dude, he rem- <laughs> like he reminds me a lot of yeah. my grandfather. Um, he reminds me like of a combination of like of um, my grandfather. Reminds me of like Chuck and Mike together. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, <laughs> um, I've met him. No, I. Haven't. <laughs> um, but Mike. So, like, I'll point to the scene. Um, I think it's season four uh, or season three. One, just it's it's Gus and Mike when they're at their peak of like Mike's doing jobs for Gus. Um, when he goes to the compound and like releases the balloons and gets the wires to explode and goes in, like that's a funny scene. The, how cl- the the freaking uh, the hostage holding his hands up higher or lower to where Mike to shoot that was through so the wall. Smart. So smart, so yeah. funny. Just um, I, I think his name. I think is his name uh, Cho Chow something like that. Mister Chow. Chow. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so, like just his character hilarious to see Mike interact with. Like the like. I just, I'm just saying, like, in a scene that's as intense as this and dealing with this of, like, hostage situation, when he's, like, ask her if, uh, if she can drive, and then, like, she goes off in Korean or whatever language, I'm not sure, I apologize, but, like, she goes off for, like, a solid minute and just saying things that we don't understand, and yeah. then he goes, she says yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's just, but, like, they yeah. do, like, they intercut this humor that's just so natural and gives the world such levity. And I also think that's kind of where um, Walt, somehow sticks out because we're watching it now walt is just not funny he's like not. he's not a the funny only guy time you laugh at him is when you laugh at him yeah specifically. but like he can make situations so awkward but like he has good lines like the way he delivers like because that, that's just a testament and i don't know how we haven't referenced him yet but like how brilliant brian cranston is yeah, as absolutely. walt like he's just in the one of the best actors of this generation and just yeah. completely took over um what a character could be because of how, because like I mean, Brian Cranston is known for Malcolm in the Middle, and it's just like the guy, the dad from Malcolm in the Middle yeah. is going to be like selling meth, like that's mm. his thing, and he's horrifying. He's just so scary, but like he does it so well in his line delivery too, especially when they're talking about when they're going to poison the two brothers, and Jesse's yeah. like, "I'm gonna like okay, I gotta, I got, I gotta. This girl is gonna go give them hamburgers. She meets up with them every day, and, he, and Walt's like, wait a minute, a meth head." you're trusting to do this <laughs> just so appalled and like his interactions with Jesse. I mean, yeah. they just have incredible chemistry, yeah. just how they Speaking like, Speaking of that scene, I just, just his mannerisms become such like a vernacular for the show. Like uh-huh. his coughing, his like spasms, his anger, his excitement. And when Jesse puts the meth on the table in that scene, when he, cause he like, he's proving that like they're selling our meth, which means they, sell, yeah. they work uh-huh. for Gus. As soon as he puts it on the table, you just see Walt just like put his hand over it. Just yeah. like, what is that? <laughs> like it's I just like, it and he's like that is our stuff. Yeah, it's ours. Now put it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like they have like this great chemistry together. And actually, a scene that I always forget about because we definitely need to talk about Jesse. Yeah, because obviously we're gonna get into El Camino. Um, but a scene that I love, love, love is um is in ABQ, which is the one where Jane dies. Mm-hmm. Um, where he goes and leaves. And runs into Jane's father, 
at the bar. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And they have this conversation, and he talks about, and he refers to Jesse as his nephew, as like a problematic nephew. And Jane's father almost like we can't give up on them and everything. And like it's it's a really heartfelt sentiment as to like how Jane's father feels about Jane and how Walt really feels about Jesse. And mm-hmm. as much as like he manipulates him through most of the entire show, like Walt is a has a twisted mind, so he has this twisted kind of love for Jesse. And he goes back and like it's like that's what everything moving you know what i mean it's just like it just sets this whole motion it sets up the relationship and it's yeah and but like also the fact that like the fact that every single character has the particular role to play in the story if you took them out everything would like it just wouldn't work the same with the chemistry with the plot points with like anything it just wouldn't work like even tomas which is like comes in like seasons earlier killing um combo and then comes back as Andrea's brother mm. or like if you take out the father of Jane like you you can't take him out you know what I mean like yeah. everything yeah and like how it just continually builds like I think the ending of season four face off those last two episodes face off and um whatever comes whatever the name of the one is before it mm. is um some of the best it's not crawl space is two before it I think yeah right? no yeah. it's not crawl space yeah. whatever I can't remember what it's called but I know um, what you're talking about, yeah. just so like incredible drama it's gripping like from beginning to end where yeah. he they're trying to put the bomb on the car and then yeah. somehow Gus just knows yes, and then Walt's yes, just yes. laying on the on the yeah. parking garage so defeated yeah. and then runs and gets it and then just yeah. starts the whole thing and obviously yeah. Gus Fring's death is the one of the best well also if you think about it like this the show mirrors itself constantly yeah Gus the conflict of Gus is solved by Hector mm-hmm. who was the problem in in the freaking Tuco conflict, you know, like it's insane how it comes back because then you have the cousins that come in, which ties into the Hank, which then ties into his whole gang connections to Gus and then Gus. It's just yeah, brilliant. And it's so well planned out and yeah. like the right and like all the dialogue, like they every word that they say is like with the right amount of subtext and is like has so much like wit, but yeah. also like is so clever, like yeah. all the monologues. But I think yeah, can um, we point out the half measures monologue? Yeah, just, is you pointed it out like just it's a few my weeks favorite ago. monologue in the whole show, which is saying a lot for how much I love the show. It's definitely my favorite monologue of mm-hmm. of like the. In, of film of yeah. like of media <laughs> it's um, so good it's so well written um and, and we don't, in, ca- in case anyone is, listeners don't remember it, it's when it's when uh, Mike comes to Walt uh, right before the episode Problem Dog. I think it's before Full Measures. Full Measures, right, right. But they call he calls Jesse a Problem Dog. Uh-huh. I think Problem Dog is like two episodes later. Yeah. But um, it, he's basically warning Walt uh, to like he has to kill Jesse. Jesse is being too much of a at risk because he's he's being a junkie and and having like the whole. But he's gonna kill. The cousins too. That's the thing. And they well, ask no, no, him. not the cousins. The uh, the gangbangers. Oh yeah, 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 he, yeah. So he's gonna kill the gangbangers, right. and he's just being too problematic. So he's like, you have to kill him. So he tells like the whole story of like when I was a cop back in Philadelphia, we get kept getting domestic calls. That whole thing. Um, and that monologue is just superbly acted by Jonathan Banks, who does fantastic in this show. Um, and pretty much everything he's in. He was uh-huh. in like a thousand things before he oh, got yeah. like a main role in Breaking Bad. It's written incredibly well. And we were even talking like, there's no way that any of that's like ad libbed. Like that was definitely like written. Um, and it's just it's just done really, really well. And before we talk about um, El Camino, I think it's um, imperative that we just talk about Vince Gilligan as a as a filmmaker, as a writer, because, I mean, we've obviously gushed. But like the way that he directs scenes is so well done because <clears throat> he can do scenes in minimal setups. Mm-hmm. He doesn't show you too much, especially that scene's a good 
um, indicator because it's like we didn't cut away. We, we don't cut away. Yeah. He, it's he like trusted three, on the audience. Yeah, yeah. It's like three setups. There's no music. Yeah. We don't see anything. Like we just hear him yeah. giving this monologue, and most yeah. of the time, people are like, "Show it, don't you know, don't tell." Yeah. But like, it actually works. But he does so well with cutting away to wides. Um, he minimal music really good like tension in silence yeah. and then that also comes with how well the dialogue is because he gives you time to breathe and think about it like at the end of that he goes i chose a half measure no more no more full measures you have to go down four other steps of yeah. like subtext to figure out what yeah. that exactly means yeah. and they give you so much time to breathe and he's just so good at also just like you think you know what's coming but and it just, then yeah. it just, and then he just tops. Himself. And it's always, it's always just so clever. Like, like when you, how do you even come to think? We'll go back to the two go thing real quick. How do you even come to think of the conflict of like he has an uncle who like rings a bell? Like the conflict that he creates just out of two of a. Hector not being able to like say anything and Tuco and then like trying to come up it's like we changed the TV man we changed the TV that's what was wrong but like him still being able to be conscious enough to like tell him just like how do you even begin to think of like that but but then it comes up later and like yeah plays like it's such actual major role in the story and it's just it's so and it only gets better like all of season five is just like some of the best episodes of television ever which is crazy because season four is regarded as like the best story plots and everything but like when people say what are your favorite episodes you get um you get the finale you get you get felina ozymandias dead freight mm-hmm. which are three of just those are the three best episodes of the show yeah and well, along, maybe maybe, along maybe with, face off along with face off and and my actual personal favorite is crawl space yeah, i would put crawl space um, on there too those are like the top those, five. that's top five episodes yeah um and I wouldn't say that any other episode is very far down. It's just like they're just really outdoing themselves. They just, yeah, they always, they know how much to put in. There's no fluff. There's no fat. It's all yeah. like, it's Even just, Fly is. Yeah, I used to say that's the worst episode. And it's like one of my favorites yeah, now from rewatching yeah. it. Because you can tell Ryan Johnson directed it. Yeah. And I love good one-offs. And that's a great one-off because yeah. it actually shows. It like, gives character. Like yeah. my favorite thing is character development and yeah. character and character arcs. And that's that's a perfect character study is just spending the entire time with Walt and Jesse. Um, before we talk about, before we get into El Camino, I just want to say I want to examine one thing. We always seem to, we've talked before, like we always seem to come back to Breaking Bad. Like people end up rewatching it. And then obviously the creators come back to this story that, you know, we had Better Call Saul Mm -hmm. just a few years after. And I wasn't sure whether or not I was going to watch it. I was like, do we really need a show about Saul? And then, but it's great. But it's incredible. It's so good. And then we were like, okay, they're doing a Breaking Bad movie. And it's like, okay, do we really need that? Yes, we did. It was great. And then it was really good. (laughs) Why is it, do you think that like even the creators keep coming back? I mean, because like the show itself is such a good contained story that I don't really need anything more. But But like like, when you get something more, you're like, like, okay, this is still really good. Yeah. I actually, I actually think I have an answer for you. Um, I think, like I was saying, like I love character studies. I think it comes back to the characters. I've, I watched like there's. This, I highly recommend if you are into this to watch. Have you seen the 13 minute behind the scenes Netflix thing of behind El Camino? Mm. It's fantastic. <clears throat> um, so I was watching Vince Gilligan talk about it, 
And Vince Gilligan talks about Jesse and about how he was like, I always thought Jesse like made it out and like made it to Alaska, but like I never could sleep at night because like I wasn't sure or not if he like, so like he loves these characters. Yeah. Like he, he thinks of them as real people. And so does everyone when they were invited back. Like think about everyone that came back for El Camino. Big spoilers, please. If yeah. You, if you I mean, if you're it. here at this point, like, yeah. <laughs> um, but like even like Joe coming back, Skinny Pete, Badger, um, uh, Jane, you know what I mean? Just everyone, Robert Forrester, rest yeah. in peace. Like, um, just, you know what I mean? Like everyone loves Breaking Bad and, and even the way they talk, like with, with skinny, like protecting Jesse at the beginning. Um, I guess we're going to cross over a little bit into El Camino here. Yeah, let's do um, it. With, uh, with skinny protecting Jesse and Joe, um, coming back and like doing him a favor and everything. It seems like the same way the actors are doing favors to come back for Vince. Like they have this same type of love for Vince Gilligan and what he's created as like these characters do for Jesse and this, and like this journey that he's been on. And I think it's like almost the characters love breaking bad as much as the actors love breaking bad. It's a good and that's, and that's why the, the audience loves it so much too. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like its own world. We're all in this together. We're all in this fandom together. I like that answer. That's really, yeah, there's a lot of really good care put into it. And I think that also says, because like Vince Gilligan is still part of it. Yeah. He's still overseeing a lot of it. Mm-hmm. He's the main showrunner still on yeah. better call Saul and obviously wrote and directed. Okay. Um, let's, let's sh- I want to shout out Peter Gould because he's often, oh, yeah. he's often forgot. He was an, he was an executive producer that had a producer on breaking bad that had a lot to do with it. Um, and him and him and Vince are actually, uh, create it's created by Vince Gillian and Peter Gold mm. for Better Call Saul. He's he has a lot more to do with it now, which um you're right you're yeah, right yeah, no that's yeah, good yeah he's yeah. he's incredible yeah, too he's great um all right we're getting into El Camino uh brand new it um takes place immediately after the ending of Breaking Bad when Jesse drives off in the El Camino um car to freedom hey, and that's the name of the movie <laughs> <laughs> but six years after the show had ended. And fans were uh, obviously a little, maybe a little perplexed, but also excited because, you know, Vince Gilligan's coming back. The whole cast is coming back. Where are we going to go? We're also going to talk about Aaron Paul. Neither of us have said his name, which this is. But we need to save it for now. Yeah. yeah, This is, this is Jesse's story. It is. Yeah. This like, as much as Jesse like stole the show and was fantastic in Breaking Bad, it was always Walt's story. uh We were always following him. And I think. The fact that Vince made, the, I'm sorry I keep referring to him as that. I just like, uh, the fact that Vince Gilligan made the choice to not bring back, to bring back pretty much everyone that wasn't directly related to Walt. Like not bringing back Skyler, Walt Jr., Hank, or Marie. Yeah. Uh, well, Hank for obvious reasons, but um, the fact that he kept it only to Jesse is really a testament to how much El Camino was a love letter to Jesse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you can tell, I feel like he's the character that they had like so they wrote side by side with Walt because like they have all of the like really cool, crazy ideas with Walt. And then over here you have Jesse and it's like, he's the more humanistic. Yeah. And they side almost like, and they almost like figured him out as they were going along. Yeah. Like, do, you, do you know, do you know that he was supposed to die in mm-hmm. like the first couple episodes? And then it, he was so good. That yeah. Like, but like who else could play it besides Aaron Paul? Nobody. No, like, like absolutely nobody. He's like just yeah. so, there's so much behind him as like someone he's so who, lovable. Yeah, especially in the first like two seasons when he's just this like you know he's junkie just a kid. punk. Yeah, he's just a kid. It's like I knew people like that in yeah. high school, like yeah. literally. And, and then, like the fact that they give him like so much depth too. Like I don't, hmm. I don't know another character that has ever been written as well to be that upset over killing someone. Yeah, you literally. Know, the, the, each time is yeah, so the the descent and that we'll get into where he what he had to go through to like be okay with killing in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
but um i think it was fantastic something i do want to like while we're getting into el camino something that's very important to point out there besides gus's backstory um to set up the whole scene where he poisons everyone in breaking bad there are no flashbacks like there's very limited use of flashbacks very true. in breaking bad but in the one that i can think of is when they go to when they check out the house like in that the is yes yes true, true, true. yeah yes um but not really that doesn't fully affect the rest it's not of yeah, yeah it's not it's not there for anything other than like look at like you've got a couple gretchen and gretchen flashbacks and everything but they're used very much for like to flesh out like a character's motivations and like what they thought you know what I mean? they're not really used for plot devices a lot of the time um cuz we get a lot of that in the time so breaking bad uses them very sparingly better call saul uses that well better call saul is, enti- is entirely a flashback yeah but they do use them more like um the flashback but they do flash forwards they Especially do in the, too in the yeah, cold, yeah, yeah in the cold opens yeah. they do really well with yeah. like in the, um, with the cinema but i mean stuff, even yeah. even in ep- per episodes like the flashbacks to um Mike on the force oh, with his wait, son. Yeah. Um, and then when Saul is like with his partner. Jim, slipping yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they use them a lot more. And El Camino uses flashbacks perfectly. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like that word is not something you need to throw around a lot. But <laughs> the use of flashbacks in El Camino is the perfect use of flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I would I would argue. It's like they they're not like memories, but they're. Like you're you're taken away for like a good second. It adds to the pacing yeah, of does. the story like really really well because you're like it adds suspension. So it's like when they go back to when, um, uh, to when him and uh Todd go to get rid of the dead body. But then we cut back to him, um, trying to hide the car. Yeah, you know yeah. it's like so well broken up because yeah. there's so much more about when he yeah. was locked up and in prison that like we don't know about. Yeah. Like especially when they were putting the rigging. Up above and like the we welding, see, yeah, yeah, candy welding, because yeah. that's how he knows that's the, how guy. He knows the guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a hard scene to watch. Oh yeah, it's um, so brutal. Yeah, it's and I mean like all of Jesse's like um, torture scenes, like even in Breaking Bad, is very hard to watch just because of how how much we love Jesse. Yeah, um, but and I mean, it's the lowest of the absolute low that he's ever been. Yeah, it feels so. But like and also you know hats off to. Uh, Jesse Plemons for that's what for Todd, saying. who's yeah. just one of the He's best. Fantastic. I also want to just like, I think it's a testament to the show when we were talking about how everyone just loves this. Like the fact that Vince Gilligan was not afraid to invite Jesse Plemons back to play Todd despite the the weight issue. Yeah. Because and like I I wasn't even distracted. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like I, this is just the world. You know, like this is yeah. this is and we can fine. we can like get, we can get used to it. Like there was only one distracting thing like that happens, which we'll talk about later on. But like. I don't really care that Jesse Plemons is like fatter now. It's very clear that it's six years later when they're filming this yeah. for Aaron Paul, but yeah. it doesn't, it's not enough to like, doesn't fully take me out of it. Yeah. You know? like, like Jesse I, Plemons <clears throat> goes right back into Todd. Yeah. And we actually get a lot more with Todd. And like, mm-hmm. I think it actually frames his character way more than it ever did in Breaking Bad. Like he was just kind of this punk um, just didn't really care, but he's a full on sociopath. He is a sociopath. Like yeah. he's also like someone who's he's almost like a child. Yeah, like he has yeah. childlike qualities, but he is he only he's, listens he's like, to. He's a pretty good foil for Jesse. He's, yeah, he's like a very reverse <laughs> of Jesse. Um, and he carries out the like you said childlike. Um, there's a lot of imagery about Jesse being a dog. 
mm-hmm. like like the grooming, like I'm gonna take better care of you now. Like that's a very child. Like he's this like little kid who has this little puppy that you know what I mean. And like the the imagery that we see in the in the movie, actually, if you look in the background with some like wolves and everything, is like Jesse breaking free and becoming mm-hmm. like a lone wolf, which then ties into like the Western theme and everything. Yeah, and obviously, like I mean, this movie is a Western. It's like a, essentially it's like a so inspired by. Yeah. Um, well, Vince Gilligan always said he wanted he thought Breaking Bad as a modern Western, so mm-hmm. it's fitting that. It ends as an actual modern Western. Yeah. This, I feel like, is the most Western aspect of it. I never really kind of tied it together that there are some sequences in Breaking Bad that's like, okay, this, yeah. I get it as a Western. Yeah. But I always kind of thought of it more as like a thriller. Yeah, like a kind of crime thing. thriller. Yeah, crime thriller. Yeah, essentially. Um, but the way that we're just immediately thrown in, I like that there's no... We don't need like the full recap. I mean, there's just that option on Netflix for the series recap. for, But like... You can pick up pretty easily when you like go right in and there's the car chase and like I love how and we were talking about this earlier how the characters are introduced mm-hmm. like one one at a time yeah. from like Badger and Skinny Pete living in this fucking awesome house. Well, like, the, yeah, <laughs> I mean like the fact that they're even able to tie in like like Walt paid them off for like the thing with Gretchen and Elliot. Right. So now yeah. they're now they're decked out, you know, like it's very it adds to the universe. Mm-hmm. Um but like there's that great scene when Jesse like and I guess it doesn't really sink in until um, you see this scene. But Jesse is in when he's in the shower and then has PTSD of yeah, being yeah. sprayed, and then he like freaks out. Yeah, uh, and he's wearing a wig in that scene. Really? Yeah, they were like freaked out. I guess it makes sense because his head is shaved for the rest yeah, of the. Yeah. Um, but it's like you just think of how grueling it was to like he was yeah. in a cage and like had just a bucket and like yeah. and. Then we get like I I love my favorite like, like one of my two favorite scenes in the movie both involve being in the um uh in the the apartment when they go and uh mm-hmm. roll up the body and it's just like again it's perfect like Vince Gilligan Breaking Bad directing yeah it's like I mean like Jesse like uh, sorry uh, um Jesse Plemons I was saying yeah. is, uh, Todd just puts on the belt you know oh like, my yeah, god yeah, yeah. yeah um oh my god but uh something that I loved about uh, the character of Jesse in this. Well, something that I, okay. So what got me thinking is that what if someone were to watch El Camino without having seen Breaking Bad or better call Saul, Vince Gilligan said that it's kind of necessary to, but when you think about it, like you'd miss out on a lot of stuff, but I feel like it's just so well done that you would be like captivated, like as trying to figure out what happened. Cause there is enough hints. Like they keep referencing he was left in a cage and everything, you know, like there is enough, there to enjoy this and it makes you think like what while you're writing a movie think about what if there was a tv series to like frame your characters before you get there like Uh so you really get to know your characters um and i think that's just a really interesting way about going to try and like uh analyze your characters in movies yeah i guess like the things that you would miss out on is like who certain characters are Mm because obviously jane comes back in a flashback and i cried i I saw this in theaters as soon as jane showed up i cried a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I saw this in theaters the the first showing yeah. uh, that it was available in theaters. My dad and I dressed up as Jesse and Walt. Um, <laughs> also, we can talk about how funny El Camino is, too. El Camino is really funny. Um, the The audience was laughing hysterically. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish just, I saw it in a theater yeah. setting. I mean, I just saw it here in my the room. Scene, the scene where they throw the body over the, the balcony. Oh, my God. The entire it hits, th- like, yeah. the back. Oh, my God. The entire theater was like, oh, you know, like... Uh, even like um, the heartbreaking scene where he takes the gun in the desert and then 
Todd is like, I was going to stop and get pizza, pizza on the way. Yeah. He's like, people, are, yeah, <laughs> people are laughing hysterically. Like That has a lot of subtext as to the show because it's so heartbreaking and you see how broken Jesse yeah. is. But like it's you need funny. Some, like, it's so you funny. Need, like ten percent levity, like yeah. enough to where it's like okay, yeah. I can at least get a little bit of a laugh yeah. out, and then the scene will like go on. But yeah, yeah. that scene is just amazing. Yeah. Like, he makes him dig the grave, and like yeah. I love the whole like every flashback between like when he's um like seeing how he was when he was with mm-hmm. Todd and the yeah. and the white supremacists because it's just like it's so brutal. Because yeah. like I mean, we know I'm surprised Jack didn't come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that too. I forget the other ones' names, but he he did come back. Uh, the other like head white supremacist yeah um but i love that like because we already saw what's really great about this is that i mean we already know how evil todd is yeah. from all of season five because yeah. like he presents himself as this kind of like good worker like mm-hmm. um dedicated guy and then right when the moment that switches is at the end of dead freight when he dead freight yeah, yeah. No, I was, which is one I, of I was the, gonna bring that up yeah. which is one of the moments that we talk about when like um the tarantula, how Jesse, the tarantula is still in his apartment i know <laughs> <laughs> uh that was one of my favorite moments of watching the show not because of it's like it's like yeah but it's like i was shocked when like, that happened well, yeah jaw dropped i yeah. couldn't because like it that that's another kind of like backtracking a little bit testament of the show. The cold opens are so good, yeah. Because you're like, how is this gonna come back? Like, yeah, when is yeah, this? yeah. When, the cold the, open for Dead Freight is is the kid getting the. It's tarantula. one of the best. It's one of the best. Yeah. And and the, Je- and and Aaron Paul's reaction in that scene, just like the screaming yeah. that like fades and it's up. in slow motion. It's like yeah. no, oh god, and like the fact that it's like you think it's done because they do it. The vice scene yeah. is like one of the best scenes in the show. Yeah, and then it's like. Walt just turns and he just sees the kid and it's like, wait, what? There's more? And yeah. then Todd shoots him and it's just like, oh my God, yeah. I can't. And he didn't, he didn't hesitate. He there didn't was think. no. And like you get a little bit into his psyche later when he was like, cause he's like, he gets this weird like fixation. Like what? that's why he's such a great foil for Jesse. He's also, he's the only other character that calls Walt Mr. White the entire time. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. 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 And he's like the, the complete opposite of, he's this punk kid and everything that then like kind of latches on, becomes Walt's partner and everything. But like he has this weird fixation where he's like, um, where he's like, well, you guys said, well, you guys were just telling me and like you said that like no one could have to know about this and everything like that. Um, so like it's just like he this is how it's done and he has no qualms about it that's just you know like he even says like i would do it again in a heartbeat yeah um which is just crazy yeah um and it comes back obviously in in el camino did you catch the uh the vamanos pests uh shirt in his apartment no it's on the floor when it's everything's (laughs) yeah so like his old his old job where they would uh knock off things with the the fumigation and everything but that's still there um I don't want to get too much into Easter eggs, but no, no, it's good. I'm sure we, we could talk for hours about that. Um, what I also love about this movie is that, uh, again, it's, it's just like a direct continuation of, it shows you the events like, um, that like one thing happened and then this happens and then it just like happens so well in sequence. Yeah. Cause the first 15 minutes of the movie are them trying to just hide the car and they try and figure out like, okay, so yeah. if you take my car and then skinny takes the other car, he's going to be yeah, tailed yeah. by the police yeah. and then it gives you a way to hide. Yeah. And Badger leaves it at the border. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was a good kind of send off scene for both of them that they, and then the guy comes back with yeah. the magnets and like, yeah, well, Joe, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. that was a great, well, that's what I was talking about where I think Joe, like the actor is actually 
big fan of Breaking Bad. Like, I, I can see him just being like, hey, can I, like, commend Jesse for something? Because, like, <laughs> like, I think he's really, he says it like he's a fan of Breaking Bad. He says yeah. it like that. Would, like, you and I talking here would be like, that Magnets idea was great. Like, Joe coming back and saying that is is a great, is like just a great concept. Um, and, I mean, Skinny's last line being, you're my hero and shit, man. Like, that's that's fantastic. It's so good. And yeah. natural. Like, it's just, like, he yeah. feels so genuine. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. And the fact that Jesse actually did mean yeah. so much to a lot yeah. of people. Like, not only just us, but, like, to the characters. Because, like, think about, like, all of the things that he did. And, like, I know it was, like, for, like, drug-related things. But, like, he, people looked up to him. And, like, he actually made an impact on yeah. people, which is kind of, like, the... Yeah. In a weird, fucked up way, something that we strive for in yeah, some yeah, way yeah, for, to, um, like, leave an impression on people. Yeah, though. something I actually... Um, you mentioned cold opens. El Camino's cold open. Mm-hmm. Mike. Yeah. Uh, which which then comes back at the end when they talk about Alaska, yeah. which is fantastic, <laughs> which is so brilliant. Um, or even um, the cold open to the uh, in season three when the, the flashback to Jane when they're at the George O'Keefe oh, yeah, Museum. Uh-huh. That's when she says the line about like, uh, listen to your path wherever the universe takes you, which then comes back at the end of El Camino. <laughs> it's just all so perfectly tied yeah, together. It's, yeah. And again, it was all planned so well. And the, the because Vince Gilligan obviously just like so loves focused. the world. I so yeah, focus fo- is yeah. a great way to put it. I'm sure he like, he just spent so much time on it and like loves the world and loves the characters. He just, it, he wouldn't have done this if it wasn't going to be top quality. Yeah. Like, and it really was. It was, it was a perfect send off. It was a perfect ending to a perfect ending. Yeah. It was really just amazing. And you have to kind of get in all of the Breaking Bad-esque story beats in on this movie obviously for fans and i think we should just skip a little bit ahead to the fantastic uh standoff robert. scene oh yeah, yeah yeah well well robert forrester too i think was great oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just a little bit of a shout out there i think that was a great tie-in the fact that he he knew it from like the the little car that like went to pull up next to him that's how he figured it out um i think that was fantastic um, just real quick, I think that the whole it added a lot of why, like motivation, why he needed to like end game type stuff as to why he needed all this money and everything. I think it was fantastic. I thought it was Jesse's funniest scene in the movie when he was like, "No, you're not allowed to hang up on 911. They make you stay on the line." Like that whole thing. But then, Robert, but then right he, behind, yeah, 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 he pulls up. But then he like he's like, "Yeah, there was a tall, tall, lanky dude had a tattoo of an insect on his face." Like he's like, "This guy has like like a, a code and everything." Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we can, we can a, skip ahead. Like, had a vacuum cleaner store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Something I do want to say just as we go to the. Um, the standoff scene. The only character that is in all three Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, and El Camino is Mike, uh-huh. which I think is really cool. There's there's no one else. Um, although fun fact, um, more Easter eggs. Uh, the the bouncer that comes with the strippers at Candy's Welding, um, is the big guy who Mike does, who is going to do a job in season one of Better Call Saul. Remember the big guy and the guy who looks like Trevor from GTA. <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. That same guy, same guy. Yeah, <laughs> Whoa, yeah, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Season one of Better Call Saul. So good. Um, uh, but actually, before we get to the standoff scene, I, I wanted. I also want to talk about the um, complete switcheroo um, when he's looking for the money in the apartment mm. and the mm. two cops come oh, in. Oh, yes, yes. That is fantastic. It's like, oh, my God, he's got to get out. Like, well, yeah, you, you also realize that the reason that the reason that they figured it out is he goes, yo, call your call your boss in here and he goes, lieutenant. And they're not cops. And yeah. that's how they know. Because at first first glance, you're like, why? Why did they know? Why did he know immediately? Um, sorry, am I talking? No, no, you're good. Okay. No, no. Um, 
but I think that's just such a great. And then he, and then Jesse figures it out, and then you're like, oh no, you know what I mean? Well, we figure it out with him. Yeah, like I like that because at first I was like, shit, like they gotta go because they were playing the part like yeah. really, really well. And then when he comes out and they start tying him with a rope, and I was like, no. Yeah. It also makes sense. Like he had him right there. Yeah, because like the the talkative guy down the hall makes it so that they can't just kill Jesse. Yeah. Um, and then the talk- that guy's funny. Yeah, he is. Uh, funny. That guy's funny. He's like a real character. He's yeah. like a real person. Like someone who would want to involve yeah. themselves too much. But it, he also sets up the fact, like it sets up that they're not cops because he goes, oh, I already talked to your guys yesterday. What are you guys doing back? Like. Why would they be back, you know? Yeah. Excuse me. Um, it also makes you question how soon after, like how long has been Jesse has Jesse been driving around and stuff? Because they would have had to identify Todd's body, locate where he lives, and then like make it a crime scene by the time Jesse got there. You know, like uh-huh. it just makes you think about the timelines of like... Well, okay. that's kind of the thing with Breaking Bad is the cops work extremely quickly. Yeah. Like it's, they are on top of it, yeah. like all the time. Um uh, but like, yeah, and they, they kind of like make amends and they yeah. like cut up the thirds and then they, they come back with the standoff. See, there's a great line in the well, standoff like the, scene. Uh, don't push your luck. And like, he doesn't give him that last stack of money, which would have let him get like, yeah. Yeah. Cause he needs the gun. Like he yeah, needs yeah, yeah. to, and he steals it from his parents. Um, and I love that. It's like, it's a gun a and then a 22 like yeah, yeah. Walter kind of thing. Um, <laughs> a 22 Walter. <laughs> um, and then, uh, <laughs> In the so he goes to the um to their like compound or their garage where they're hanging out and I love when like he just walks in like yeah. after the girls. Oh, have also left. the reference to Peekaboo right beforehand when he lets the the beetle crawl on his hand. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, the yeah. Ref, so like he does that outside and how gentle Jesse is as a character. Yeah yeah. Um, exactly. And then he just walks in, which is funny. Also, the other characters in that scene are hilarious. The mm-hmm. guy snorting coke. The redheaded dude when he when Candy stares him down and it's just it's just so funny. It's great. Like I love when he's like, all right, you, with your with the third that you gave me, and the guy's like, there was another third. <laughs> <laughs> Gave him money, <laughs> and he just stares him down. The entire theater was cackling. Oh when he my was god, staring it's so him. funny! Yeah, <laughs> but then it, the guy is like, "Okay, you want your money? Yeah, let's let's fight for it. all yeah, or nothing." Yeah, yeah. And and it makes sense. Like it just the fact that like he had the Walter and that's or the twenty two, and that's why he wants to do the standoff. Like, but it's so good because you're like, okay. He, like, doesn't he have another gun? <laughs> yeah, but like you don't think about it at first. Yeah, but like, do you like? Did he leave it behind? But that's it's like, like okay, you don't he think has he one. has it, but you're like, wait, well, why did he just take? Because like I also could see Vince Gilligan just being like, he has like the revolver, and then he sees the other one. He's like, this is the one I'm gonna. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. feel like like you you don't know is that scene worth something or is it like I'm just taking this cooler gun? You know what I mean? Yeah, like in like yeah, like in uh, Pulp Fiction when he like gets the bat and then yeah, gets yeah. a chainsaw yeah, 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 and then yeah, he gets a sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, it's it's like the Breaking Bad, you know, subverting like just like subverting course, your yeah. expectations. You just like okay, this is a nice way. Yeah. yeah, and it's like you're like obviously Jesse's gonna win. Like why would he not yeah. win? But like he doesn't do it in the way. Cause you're like and then he shoots from his hoodie pocket, pocket and yeah. it's and he doesn't move and he's just like oh my god he had it there the yeah. whole time and it's so good. Yeah. And then, and then gets, he has the other guy too. The other guys, te- they're both kind of awful shots in that scene. Like what? they're like they're bad. Shooters, yeah. Like well, same, I mean, yeah. also the only reason I'm okay with it is everyone in that room is hopped up on coke. True, <laughs> the one guy, especially the one, the guy, one guy, yeah. especially, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, then the other guys, <laughs> and I love how you, uh, you really, you really then dive into. Well, first of all, it's like right after the scene that we see of the candy welding, mm-hmm. or like it's still fresh in our minds. So like we know how much these guys deserve it. Oh yeah, um, and they're like the, the last remnants of like Jesse being locked up. Um, 
I did you figure it out when he said welding company before they showed the flashback? I figured out what it was. I no, because like I was like they need to be tied into the like, into the end and, and like I mean, that was such a big deal with the, the, him being tied there. As well, as I completely forgot. Company. So I only watched through like season four before yeah. I watched yeah, yeah, the movie, yeah, yeah. Um, like rewatched, and I like completely forgot about that the he tether. was that he was tethered to the yeah. top until they saw it, and then I was like, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, I did. I did figure out somewhat, but. Um, I thought Candy did a great job coming into this world, like this Breaking Bad established world as a new villain in just mm-hmm. a self-contained movie. That's tough. Yeah. He, he really did a great and job. And he was creepy. Like He, he was, was very, creepy. Very... Yeah. He did give off very creepy vibes. Yeah. It's like, I thought you'd recognize me yeah, at yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like incredible scene and then drives away and the whole place like explodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was like the one kind of question I had. It was like, how did he do that? Because like I get that we see the gas tanks and then they're obviously going and then there's the blowtorch. Yeah. But it's like, when did he do that? Yeah. It's just like, how did we like you kind of just yeah. suspend your display yeah, a little bit to kind of move yeah. along. But like, well, he's blowing up like it's assumedly like the comp. It's supposed to be, quote, quote, the compound, like where he was held. Um, that's what he's blowing up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the that's, action it's, it's, yeah, movie kind yeah. of moment where he's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think he earned that though. Yeah, think, totally. Yeah. yeah. Do you know they had you know the the compound like the flashback that they shot like that doesn't exist anymore. They rebuilt that. Ooh, I yeah. Thought. And the the ta- this is in the behind the scenes Netflix thing that I was telling you about. But the the tank that Walt puts his bloody handprint on is in the scene, and Vince. Gilligan, oh wait, yes. He didn't want to wipe it off, so it, the the bloody handprint is still there, and so it's a little bit of a continuity error. But like he's like, I'm. It's worth it. I'm not wiping off that handprint. That's chill. That's chill. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he, um, let's talk about the Walt flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, the bald cap flashback. Yes. That's Which the one thing I was going to say that I like, did not the, notice it the first time you pointed it out uh, to me. As soon as he came on s- screen, I was like, he's wearing a bald cap and it wasn't like, I hate this kind of thing. It was just, I just noticed it. Yeah. And I, I think also it had to do with the fact that I watched a, um, a video um, just like the day before on how they prepared him like with the bald cap and like mm, did all the makeup yeah. and like stuff like that. And then I was thinking like, no, he shaved his head for the show. Like he, oh, I remember yeah, he did yeah. that and then I was like, oh, he must have. For, okay. Yeah. So like it was kind of spoiled yeah. for me that he was in it, but it wasn't like, I kind of figured that he would be in okay, it. Okay. So thing. I said that there was a, I said that there was a 30% chance they would say that Walt was alive. And I said that before going to see the movie, there was a 30% tr- chance they were going to go back on it and say that like he lived. And there was a 90% chance Brian Cranston was going to be back. And That's it's 120%. Soon- what? <laughs> uh, and I, I said that there was, um, as soon as Mike was in it, I was like, okay, Walt's going to be in it later. You know, like as soon as like yeah. the entire thing was framed by flashbacks, like there's no way. But like they, they did it perfectly, I think. Yeah. Like he's on the phone to Jane in the hotel room and then he walks out and then you're like, and then as soon as he knocks on the door, I'm just like, ah! Like that's yeah. what they were talking about when in four days out because it takes place right after four days right, out. Yeah, like, you see the um, the camper in the um, yeah yeah with in the, the parking lot yeah, with yeah. the holes yeah. and they talk about like how long is it going to take to sell that batch and like they talk about the figure that they talked about. Um, but they talked about going to a hotel like hot shower, yeah, like just a like, like a nice meal and he goes separate rooms and he goes of course separate rooms and they had separate rooms <laughs> yeah. and everything which is fantastic and it's a buffet meal yeah. and he's like freaking out. I was like yeah bitch like, that's the yeah. only improvised bitch in the entire series was mm-hmm. was Jesse put that last tomato on there and was like yeah bitch yeah <laughs> we needed to have him say it at least once yeah you I'm know? really so glad yeah. I'm glad it was just that like that I'm one glad time. it was in a yeah. flashback yeah I think yeah. He's, he's probably grown out of it but but we sure as hell have it no nah, it's great. <laughs> And 
The one thing I will say about this scene that was a little weird is that it was more focused on because they're talking about um, like how yeah. Jesse could be like you could be a teacher. Why don't you go back to school or something like that? And I thought it was kind of interesting marketing, that like yeah. yeah, marketing how um uh like that's a really at this at one time on one hand a really heartfelt scene and it's like really good and then but I was also thinking like while I was watching it, like this seems a little toned down for Walt. Like, I feel like a lot of the times Walt is just, like, grilling into Jesse. Yeah. Like, almost. And I'm not saying he just, that's all he needed to do. Yeah. But, like, it, at first I was like, he seems like he's being, like, too nice to yeah. Jesse. Maybe. Well, but you like, also I, have to remember, like, they just got, they just spent, like, so, like, shouldn't he be madder because he trapped them for four days? But then they, like, they also have that, like, kind of, like, they're just happy to be out type of thing. I guess so, yeah. Um but also super funny that that Walt forgot Jesse graduated high school. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was super funny. <laughs> uh, uh, you were on stage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course, and it makes sense that he would. Yeah, yeah. like just totally like expendable yeah, like amount yeah, of memory. Yeah. yeah. Um. But good to like. I'm glad it was like just that. Like I didn't. I didn't expect to like go into the movie and be like. They're gonna bring him back. Like I, I didn't really have the thought. I didn't that they want would do that, that to happen, but I thought it might. I knew I, I'm really happy that it didn't because I was just thinking like, because I was going into it, I was like, would they? No, they wouldn't because like, I don't know. I feel like Vince Gilligan like just knew right off the bat like we can't because he did this whole big grandiose, yeah, ending for him. If he brought him back, it wouldn't be like, or even worse, if he did like. Jesse is seeing visions of Walt when he's dead or yeah, something like yeah. that. Like the like Arkham Arkham Knight Joker. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like that's such a cop out to do that yeah. in like certain things. Like I and I'm like again, that's like kind of the worst case scenario. Or like yeah, one this of is the worst this cases. is the best case scenario. Yeah. They just kept him to this one flashback that added a lot to both their characters and their relationship. And it's one scene. Yeah. It's one scene. And it's good. It's just a quick conversation that yeah. doesn't really that wasn't at a Denny's. And it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Uh, really affect the show's story. It doesn't really affect necessarily the, the movie, the movie's yeah, story. It's just, just like, it's kind of just this quick nice moment. Breath. It's like yeah. a nice breath of fresh air. We're, yeah. we're back with them. We haven't been there with, with them for a while. It's nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, and then Jane shows up yeah. and Brian cries a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. Which really solidifies that Jane was it. For, Jane was the one for Jesse. Uh -huh. and, and he only kind of stuck around with Andrea for Brock because he's such like a kind of good, good hearted guy. Yeah. Um, but it I, really bookends him as he drives off into the night, mirroring like the end of Breaking Bad where he's screaming, crying, not knowing the future. Mm -hmm. Now he's driving through a winter wonderland, comfortable clothing, shaven. Yeah. Because like he wants to go to Alaska and get like cut off. That's why he meets the um robert forrester and yeah, yeah. um he has the letter to brock, to brock like yeah, i actually yeah. like that I was really, that. really i think sweet. that was i think that was just enough of a tie-in also the fact that his parents came back great uh-huh we kind of skipped over that when he went to the house but that was fantastic mm -hmm. um i thought they i thought they were just used just enough i knew that he was deceiving them when he like made the phone call to them um sorry that's okay <laughs> um I knew he was deceiving them when they made the phone call to them, but I thought that was it was great. Um, I also liked how like you could tell like the cops were going to follow him. Um, I thought it was a good send off, like how he got to talk to his parents, where he was like, "Anything that happened to me, that's on me." He's taking like responsibility for his own stuff. He's not like pawning it off on other people. I thought it tied up everything. Which he used to. I mean, that's like a great moment, in, like a whole good story plot in season two when he's Ever trying since to. Since like, I met you, everything I loved has gone to shit. Yeah. Well, like no, just like when he's trying to get the house from his parents and then yeah. buys the house yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. that's such a good like that's such a good like total jesse like fuck you mom yeah, like yeah, i fucking did it yeah. now he's like 
he's no longer a kid. He's he's really he's grown up. And and I, that last scene where he's with Jane, like I like I like he's gonna go to Alaska. He's gonna go away. He's gonna become a carpenter, hopefully. Um, <laughs> and and I feel like. For Jesse, he that's funny because he said in the show in his yeah. um, in the AA stuff he'd be like no, I no, work no. with my hands no so. like working with my hands and the whole wooden box and everything like that no yeah yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying yeah, I yeah. just realized yeah, that yeah, now. yeah 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 <laughs> uh, no 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 yeah that's the big Jesse thing is that mm-hmm. it's carpenter um, but. I do think for Jesse, he's going to live with Jane for the rest of his life. Not yeah. like he's not going to die. Well, he, I mean, like will, but I'm just saying that like, I think that last scene kind of like signifies like the, he's, he's met the love of his life. So he's going to, he's going to live out the rest of his life kind of with her, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. And the fact, I like that the, it kind of is mirrored in the, um, there's the flashback. She puts out the cigarette. The cigarette is still in the ashtray of mm-hmm. the car. Yeah. Like it's yeah, like yeah, kind yeah. of like that symbol, the, yeah. the clear, symbolic image that she is always going to be with him yeah and those memories are so like i love especially in the show the flashback when they're at the georgia o'keefe um yeah, museum yeah. i mean that's another flashback in the show yeah another use, yeah that's true but like it's also it's just like it's this great moment of like they are away from literally everything they don't talk about the business they don't talk about getting high they're just being together yeah. and it's the it's really beautiful. the only time that we get to see jesse do that yeah in the show is when he's with her so it's like um i always think that like sometimes just giving a romantic subplot in shows or in movies is like kind of an easy cop-out thing to do mm-hmm. or like almost like the two logical next step thing because yeah. they do it in season two um but like she adds so it's so much. much more than a romantic subplot. Uh-huh, yeah. Like the the fact that she like her AA chip and like that for Jesse adds so much. I think that was the big change from like kid punk Jesse to kind of more mature Jesse. Especially it's like at the end of season two when she dies, there's that moment, and then he gets beaten up, and then when he, he, wait what? No, sorry, sorry, I jumped ahead a little bit. Yeah. Then when he kills Gale, oh, yeah. like that whole big thing. But like in season three when he's in the hospital. Um, because of the the call to Murray. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and call then, to Hank from Murray. Right, and then uh, uh, just like loses it on Walt in that thing you were talking yeah. about. Like, I want nothing to do with you. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. think that's like yeah. his shift to like. Okay, yeah. now Jesse's yeah. like. There's also like uh, the transition when he. Um, I forget exactly where it happens, but when he loses the RV and then like ends up in like the because it's at Clovis's place and then like he ends up in the porta potty and then like sleeps in there. I forget exactly. Oh, it's when his. Oh no, yeah, it's it's like in season three. It's right around there because. Why are you blue? Yeah, why are you blue? <laughs> and his parents like kick him out and everything like that. But that's the only scene where he calls Mr. White Walt. Where he goes, right, yeah. like, like, he goes where we split it or like because you owe me Walt. You know what I mean? Like, I th- fantastic, yeah, so good. And I love. I mean, the ending, uh, the Val Camino, just the fact that it stays on Jesse as he drives away, and like it's kind of a good like. You know, the opening and closing thematic images yeah. kind of thing where it like opens with him driving and he doesn't know like he's horrified, but he's like free and very emotional. And now it's finally all behind him and he yeah. can just do whatever he wants now. Yeah. Um, and he is actually free. Yeah, yeah. literally. And he's always going to be like Jesse at heart. But like, it's very clear that um, he has finally this is the ending of his yeah. story. Now, like I do like the ending of Breaking Bad and the fact that um. It's the ending he of just, Breaking Bad, though. It's not the ending for Jesse. Right, right. This is the ending for Jesse. Right, but I mean, like, I like the idea of, like, the mystery of, like, okay, he's free. I see, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like yeah. that. I like this, too. I don't necessarily think this, like, 100% needed to happen, but I like that it did happen. I agree. Kind of thing. I agree. Yeah. Um, um, if, uh, 
if seasons one through four was the cake of Breaking Bad, season five was the frosting, and these were the sprinkles, and El Camino was the sprinkles. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. need sprinkles. You could eat a cake without frosting, but like all of it together is one good. sweet package. Yeah, and then. Uh, uh, better call Saul is the glass of milk that you have with it. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, so we've talked a lot, obviously, about just the show and the movie. And it I, it inspires me how much this show inspires you because of just like yeah. what like you there's so many references to yeah. it. And you can keep going back. There and forth are and like in my in my current f- short film that I'm working on. Four references to Breaking Bad. There's a couple just, of them. Just in, subtle. There's a couple of them in mine. Uh, yeah. But uh, I think it's so because of how it also started this new age of like cinematic television too, and like it's, the whole show yeah. is like a big long movie. And then we got like the first. And I think season it opens like, up for people like us who are, who are young filmmakers. It opens up the world of being able to work on television shows to be yeah because like we're, we we it was either TV or film now. Now I think the the lines are so blurred. Yeah, well, because like there's so the the um it's being the bar is being raised because now there's a lot of shows that are like just one season and then like a lot of anthology shows like I mean the True first detective. first season of yep. True Detective is like I know in, you too well <laughs> yeah is the best season of television in my opinion and it's it's an eight hour long movie yeah and um but we get shows on like Netflix like um like Maniac or, or um, yeah, yeah, yeah and uh it's just one whole long season yeah and it the walls are kind of being broken more and more because um the golden age of television has just lent itself to that for this entire decade. Um, and it, we're bringing in like a lot of, also a lot of old fashioned filmmaking techniques yes, too to shows, yeah. like, especially with like Mad Men or something like that. But it, it just, it, that's what it, to me is really inspiring about Breaking Bad and about, um, this movie that like, this is the question that we try and answer why yeah. this adds to our love of film yeah. is that it's not as, structured as you think that it is like yeah. that you can branch out you can mm-hmm. bring in old techniques and make something that is special by doing that yeah. you can't like and this is gonna sound like very hippie of me but like conforming to the ideas of like television yeah. and like then media and society is like sometimes like kind of makes it like stale mm-hmm. you can still make something good but this was a show for me that sh- like was the first time i was like this is a movie and they're making it like in episodic form, yeah, and it continues. It's like it's like the it's legitimately like like Odysseus, like the old epic poems, like those really long form poems. Like it's just this hero's journey, and it, yeah, exactly. It really is. Um, it is one of the biggest shifts of characters in all of media at all. It is one of the best written shows, and I think. Um, if, if you want to, do you want to finish just, no, you tell me why yeah, you, yeah. Why it so, so, so of course, um, I have to answer the question. Why does this add to my love of film? Um, I have said earlier when people ask me what my favorite film is, I have a difficult time answering, but I'm so quick to just tell them breaking bad because I think breaking bad does in a lot of ways what most films can't because it has such a long form thing. I think the most important thing for film for me anyway, and I think you, you would kind of agree is characters. Yeah. Um, because when you know your characters, it just makes sense as to what they do. Vince Gilligan, in no doubt in my mind, knew knew everything about Jesse. knew I'm, I'm sure he could tell you where he went to elementary school. You know, like he has these things yeah. in his head. Uh-huh. So, Albuquerque Elementary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it, it was not difficult for him to write El Camino because yeah. he just just whatever Jesse did just made sense to him. Mm. And I think it adds to my love of film in so many different ways because I 
because I, I I strive to make those characters. I strive to to want to kind of fulfill that. I know these guys. They're they're my best friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I this world world building is another thing. And it's just it broke so many boundaries, which you've talked about. And it 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 I guess the biggest thing that inspires me and why I love it so much is because of everything that it brings together. Mm-hmm. I've, I kind of rattled them off before, but if we really dive into everything, the plot, the plot is the service level of how fantastic and well-structured the show is. Everything, like you said, leads into one another. Everything is tied together, which is so difficult to, to do, especially for a show that wasn't planned out like a one season show. Like, I'm sure he had an idea of where it was going to go, but like, there's no way he could have planned everything, but it mm. still ties together perfectly yeah yeah the plot the characters i've gone on and on about how well they are developed how well they change how well they interact with each other and how everyone serves a purpose whether it be walt jesse skyler marie hank saul just all these people even like huel and kubi or walt or ted beneke mm-hmm. or or candy in the movie you know like all of it comes back um the characters are just all there and just so much fun to watch the acting not a single weak actor. Uh-uh, I'd say the ever. weak the weakest link is Elliot and Elliot of Elliot and Gretchen, and he's great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, because he's <laughs> such a dweeb. Yeah, like, exactly. Such, yeah, like here's you are the head, the CEO of this like energy mogul, and yeah. you are such an idiot. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like like the thing I think the only reason it stands out is because I think Gretchen is a fantastic actress. Oh, I think she, I think she overshadows him a little bit. Yeah, but like so like. That's the that's the weakest link we can find. You know, like everyone's fantastic. They brought Bill Burr in here for Kubi. Yeah. You know, like, I'm a big Hugh and Kubi fan. Yeah, uh, I love absolutely. that. Yeah, that's They're why Crawl Space is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the acting, the plot, the characters, and then the cinematography, which is not something that we've talked about a lot, but the cinematography is fantastic. Uh-huh. Michael Michael Slovis, I think is his yeah, name. He did uh-huh. a lot of the director of photography work on this, um, and he still works on. He, I think he worked on El Camino. He worked on Breaking Bad. He works on Better Call Saul. Skip McDonald is the resident editor for Vince Gilligan. Um, I, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> um, um, just fantastic work. The editing, the pacing, we talked about pacing mm-hmm. that comes down to editing these time lapses, these type of vernacular that they pull from the, the time lapses that they have, the POV shots, just like they kind of like you're in this breaking bad world and El Camino doesn't necessarily use all of that. And it feels like you're in the world, but like it's its own thing. Like better call Saul, El Camino and Breaking Bad all feel like very different styles, but they're all set in the same world. And I think that's a really interesting way to do it. And they all have their own, like, I know Better Call Saul has that kind of like split screen thing where like in the inflatable man, mm-hmm. uh, that whole thing, like that's kind of only in Better Call Saul. But like they, they use that a few times. The flashbacks really are are strong for El Camino. Um, these like POV shots are really strong for Breaking Bad. You know, this is this amazing type of thing that they pulled from, um, which really just makes you want to just explore, see what you can find becomes your own um, yeah. as like your own filmmaker and everything. That's all of that together with a thousand other things, the score, everything I could go yeah. on and on. Well, the fact that like amazing. And, and also like one thing that I really love to wrap it up is that they, um, I like that Vince Gilligan can come back and add more. And that's just like, is a testament to how creative he is, is that he has this ending and he's like, no, I'm going to do this spinoff thing. Yeah. And that adds more to it. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to do this epilogue type movie. And that adds even more. And it like, um, and it's also entertaining, but like actually is still so engaging. And, and I don't want, I, I, I'm like kind of um, apprehensive when I say this, because sometimes we get into this, like um, with sequels or remakes or reboots with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I 
I like that we can come back and find more things about no, characters. I agree, I agree. But like with some franchises or some movies, it's like we don't really need to do that. Sometimes the well, mystery of it is there's, good. But like, if there's if there's more to be told, then tell it. Yeah, I, I, I think. But I think a lot of the times with the the problem with re- reboots, remakes, and sequels is that there's not anything else that anyone wants to tell. Yeah, there's not more to be told, but they're telling more. Or like you can, yeah, like they feel like they need to as they, need they to, want yeah. to yeah, yeah, that yeah. they find something. like Vince Gilligan yeah. had to tell this story. He, yeah, he was losing sleep over the fact that Jesse yeah. was. And like in Alaska, yeah, <laughs> you know, like he knew he was, but he needed to make sure everyone else knew. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Any final thoughts? Um, final thoughts. I would just say watch Breaking Bad if well, you I haven't. Mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm at at this point. Like I've said, I watched the finale before I watched uh, the entirety of Breaking Bad. So if if you did just want to sit through this for spoilers, go go and yeah. watch Breaking Bad. If anything, just just watch snippets of it. It is mm-hmm. a beautiful show, beautifully crafted. And yeah. I mean, it's just, timeless. It's going to be. Yeah, it has all of my love. It has all of my love. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Brian. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right. That does it for this episode of Frankly, I Love Movies. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we are on Facebook and Twitter. Frankly, I Love Movies. And you can follow me on Instagram at Josh Bell, Josh 21 if you want more fun updates on what's going on in my life. And as always, tune in in two weeks for another episode talking about a special movie with a special guest. I'm Josh Wall, and frankly, I love movies.